Let's first start with... Um, you know, looking at the newspaper headlines, what I'm seeing is commentary saying that the markets are rattled because of the amount of confidence that they have in Ntlantlanene, and they're even talking mm. about the rand slipping once again because of Nene. Is it because of Ntlantlanene, or is it fears over uncertainty? Well, I think there's been an ongoing uncertainty. We're in, um, we've been in a recession. We can, uh, some people may call it technical. I've, I've, I have been arguing that we're in a recession for about 12 months or so. So this has everything and nothing to do with Mr. Nene's um, omissions of, um, of the facts. And I think that there are a couple of things that come to mind. The one is that the, the, the level of confidence with which he's going to be viewed has also got to do with the kind of political support or the political posture that he's going to be given. And I remember that the previous president made the most um, outrageous sometimes um, decisions overnight. And he, because of his posture, which is uncompromising and completely disinterested in public opinion in many instances, the markets and public opinion somehow came into line with that. Um, so the, I think that the other thing is that the, the, the question is, is whether or not we want to be governed by a series of ethical uh, imperatives which are extremely important for our own internal confidence, our own internal governance mechanisms and um, accountability and transparency mechanisms uh, to the citizens of this country, to people who live here, to processes, to the constitution, to parliamentary processes. That is what's really important. But I think that is far more important than trying to appease and assuage the fears of um, ratings agencies who nobody votes for. Um, and, of course, the RAND, which will do what the RAND will do, uh, but the RAND will eventually settle. And, 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 I, and I don't think we can be governed by market sentiment. We have to be governed by internal principles and an internal ethical compass, most importantly. Having said that, for me, it throws up a very important question about the narrative that we uh, have sort of created around the finance minister. And a lot of that has been that he held steadfast and was in no way influenced by former President Jacob Zuma and uh, uh, former president himself being vilified because of his firing of Ntlantlanene. Has that narrative changed and should it change? So my question is, and bad choices and bad judgment happen to good people, happen to competent leaders. And in this instance, it certainly seems to be the case. Now, I'm not suggesting that in any way there should be no repercussions for um, the I suppose he's still the Minister, Minister Nene's actions and, and omissions. I wonder, though, however, whether, you know, the, 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 the problem here, the dilemma is that the right thing to do is um, leave us with an ethical dilemma um, and, and, and I don't think he is the most competent minister we've had. He is the minister who happens to, who, who kept the, the, the public sector wage bill down when he was um, the finance minister, even more than Minister Kavim Gordon. He's he certainly, in terms of just fiscal, fiscal deliverables, performed incredibly well. He's got gravitas competence of you know, more than 10 years standing, including as a deputy minister um, and different other postings within the Treasury. So in terms of what is good for the market uh, relating to his competency, one of, there's an argument to be made that removing him is actually not good for markets. But of course, it's about much more than that. My other dilemma in this, of course, is that there has to be a long queue of people who have been associated with the Guptas, who visited them, who had conversations with them. Now, and I think South Africans need to ask, and we need to ask ourselves, what is it? Is it the optics that they actually he went to their house? 
that would, it, would, it, would people have felt better about this if he met them at Magent Bean, but he, he met them nonetheless? Or is it, I think, that the question, the basic thing is that the, the, out the association with the Guptas is the thing. So is it the content of the meetings? Was he meeting them to have coffee, um, to talk about the weather, um, to discuss the cricket? Um, and these are the questions that, unfortunately, his departure and his resignation has not addressed, and I would that his letter had said a lot, a lot more. But we need to be clear: would, he, would, 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 would we, as South Africans, and would the optics of that be better if they had come to his office, if they had come to, you know, a midway point, if they had met at Stanton City? Would all this be better? And I don't think it would be. Would it be better if they'd spoken by Skype? Um, but there had been a conversation that potentially influenced fiscal and monetary decisions in this country, uh, which we may not even never have even have heard about. So mm-hmm. there's so many more questions that we need to ask ourselves. What is so outrageous? And certainly, um, why him and not many others, including right. Malusi Gigaba and so forth? Thank you so much for your time and insights, Trade Collective's Senior Research Fellow and Political Economist, Ms. Lebohang Pukut.